Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Monday morning, August 15th. This is your host, Eric Steven. Uh, last week, we had a series of Dodgers Rewinds, for them to be exact, plus one uh, live questions with Craig episode. Um, I was off for four, five days, so we recorded those ahead of time. Uh, thank you for your patience. I hope you enjoyed uh, those episodes, but we're back uh, this week and have some baseball to talk about. I'm, I'm sort of playing catch-up here on, on uh, about a week or so of Dodgers baseball, at least in audio form, uh, a little bit over a week, actually. Um but uh, first of all, it did it did take two weeks uh, into August for the Dodgers to lose their first game of the month. That's usually a good sign, I would say. Uh, Brady Singer of the Royals shut the Dodgers down for six innings Sunday. Um, Kansas City shut out the Dodgers. It was the first time the Dodgers had been shut out since June 27th. That was the infamous uh, Chad Cool uh, complete game shutout at Coors Field, of all places. Uh, we're going to talk about another Coors Field shutout on tomorrow's episode, so look forward to that. But in between uh, this year, in between those shutout uh, losses, the Dodgers went 34 and six. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous, right? Like you, you, that's that's a lot of wins. Um, they won 12 straight games before Sunday's loss. Uh, they have uh, five other win streaks of at least six games this season. Uh, they're really good. Um, During the streak, the Dodgers scored first 11 times in 12 games. Um, They trailed at the end of only seven of the 108 innings during the streak. So, yeah, it it was as dominant as you can get. Uh, They they won all all 12 games by uh, at least two runs, too. 
it was like the first time a National League team had done that since the 1922 Pirates, literally 100 years ago. They had a 13-game streak of, the, of, win, of beating teams by at least two, and um, that ended 100 years ago on Saturday. So, you know, this th- these things don't really happen, right? Like, I was looking at this, right? The, even with the loss, the Dodgers are 79-34. and 34. Um, It's... <sighs> It's so like out of bounds as to what should be expected, and I, I guess I do mean it in the Guy Fieri way. Um, uh, I didn't intend to mean it that way, but when I said it out loud, it really sounded like that to me. So I apologize, or you're welcome. I don't know which. Um, but the Dodgers could lose their next five uh, and still uh, be winning over two thirds of their games this year. That's how ridiculous they've been. With this team alone, um, you know, this franchise alone at least, uh, we saw the 42-8 and stretch in 2013. That was um, historic at the time. And then in 2017, they went 43-7 and in a comparable 50-game stretch. That streak also extended to 52-9, and which is just ridiculous. Um, that, that year also uh, saw the Dodgers lose um, 16 out of 17 at one point. 2017 side, sidebar here. <laughs> One of the oddest years in Dodgers history, you know, there's a lot of reasons, right? The Astros thing aside, just an incredible year overall, but weird. Like, it's just so weird. Um, they they both set, at the time, uh, set the, uh, I believe, what was it? Uh, they set the, the L.A. Dodgers record for most home wins in a season, and they tied the record for longest losing streak at Dodger Stadium. So, what a weird year. Um but yeah, so they, uh, it just feels unnatural to have so many streaks like that, or so many, like win so many games like that so many times in a short span. Um, now, it doesn't mean, uh, you know, runs uh, like that aren't to be appreciated because they're, they are, they're super rare. You should like, you know, embrace them when they happen because they're, they're awesome. Th- this year's streak, like I said, 34 and 6 in between shutouts, I believe, um, I think they were up to 30, because they lost another game after the shutout. So they were 33 and, no, they were 34 and 5 um, in a 39-game stretch before. Um, had they won Sunday, they would have had a 35 and 5 stretch, uh, 84 Detroit Tigers style. Um, but yeah, so I would say, like, you know, it is something to accomplish. Like, I, I think I've gotten a lot of feedback recently, or and it's not anyone in particular just happens quite a bit but people tend to poo-poo it like yeah well you know you still got to win in october it's like well like (laughs) yeah we know like everyone knows that like it doesn't mean you can't appreciate things as they happen it's just it just seems so reductive to me to say uh, it means nothing if a team uh, doesn't win a championship right like you still have memories each year you still it's a long season you live through the season if you're a fan uh, like pretty much every day, like obviously you, you, there might be lulls, um, but like the goal every year is to win the championship. That's the, like, trust me, just uh, the the team wants to win more than you do. Like, so you don't need to keep pointing it out when when some random stat like points to a year like, oh, the Dodgers won like you know twenty straight in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, but they didn't win. It's like well, that didn't really happen. I'm just throwing it out there, but. It's, it's tired. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> the Dodgers themselves, they know the stakes, right? That's why it wasn't a, such a big deal in uh, March when Dave Roberts on 
Dan Patrick's radio show, uh, he said the Dodgers would win the World Series. He was asked multiple times. He, he did say, you know, uh, he added a qualifier only after being pressed by Dan Patrick that, you know, the key was, is the pitching, and the pitching has been great. The offense has also been great. But, like, they the Dodgers have pretty much been the favorites since, like, every year beginning in 2017. Um, and, like, they've only won, only quote-unquote, won only one championship during that time. Now, obviously... They might argue that the Astros thing um, throws a cloud into that. Like, do you look at this team differently if they're if they're going two titles, going on you know potentially more? That, I'm not here to like talk about debate that now. I'm just saying there's more to a season than the the championship, right? Like, it's a long season, and there's lots of things to be sort of appreciated, right? Like, I, I literally do every week at least one. Dodgers rewind looking back at some random player the vast majority of them never won a thing like in terms of championship wise especially with the Dodgers so it didn't mean they didn't leave a mark right like it's it's uh it's good to like just sort of look around and appreciate things every once in a while rather than having this single stupid binary pass fail goal of championship or bust that's no way to live so uh, I don't know how I got off on this tangent but you're basically dooming yourself to a lifetime of sadness if you feel that way and I hope you uh, find your uh, way to get out of that mindset because it's it's poisonous. And but uh, however you want to watch baseball, whatever, like that's fine. Just don't just don't at me. Um, back to the Dodgers though. Um, Max Muncy, the one uh, huge bright spot. Obviously, there's a lot of bright spots for a team that uh, won 12 straight and have such a record that, as they have, but. Max Muncy seems fully healthy right now. He's uh, he's punishing pitches inside the strike zone. He sort of got away from that a little bit um, as he was sort of working his way back from the elbow injury. Um, he's he's punishing pitches inside the zone. He's pulling balls more than ever. Like he was below fifty percent the first four months of the season. He's like over sixty percent now of all batted balls, and he's just like crushing home runs and doubles to right field. And he's such a dangerous hitter uh, when he's on and. Uh, like he's hitting, like I said, we're halfway through August almost, and he's hitting 400 with a 14-18 OPS this month. It's 10 games, right? Like, um, but uh, just just a ridiculous hot streak. So um, through uh, this month, he already has his uh, monthly best this year for hits, home runs, doubles, and RBI. That's how badly he was struggling. But yeah, just having him back in some like reasonably good form makes the Dodgers that much deeper, and it's great. And to have him hitting like he is now gives you a streak like you see uh, that the Dodgers have had. Uh, the Dodgers offense, even with that shutout loss Sunday, uh, is averaging seven runs a game in August. Um, during their 12-game win streak, which is the uh, longest uh, by a Dodger team since 1976. Like I said, all 12 uh, wins were by two runs. That just doesn't uh, happen a lot. So, like I said, they're playing well. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what I missed over the last week and, and some other stuff. Uh, what's coming up next uh, after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So one thing I missed while not uh, working last week was the entirety of the Ryland Bannon era. Now, this is technically the second Ryland Bannon era. The the Dodgers drafted him. He was a third baseman out of Xavier in uh, the eighth round in 2017. They traded him uh, to the Orioles in 2018 as part of the Manny Machado trade. Um, he made his major league debut this season with Baltimore. He was two for 14 in five games. Uh, the Dodgers claimed Bannon, who's now 26, on waivers off waivers on Monday. So he was assigned to Oklahoma City, uh, having already been optioned to AAA before the Orioles placed him on waivers. Uh, so that was no big deal. But he also didn't play for a couple days. And, you know, you sort of figure something's up. A, there's a couple schools of thought here that he got to the Dodgers in waivers in the first place. Dodgers have had the best record, so they have last place. And waiver priority means... If the Dodgers wanted to place him on waivers, he could probably clear, and they could keep him off the 40-man roster. Um, but so, you know, I think that's that was sort of the mindset at least. But then we by Friday, that sort of became almost moot. At least we don't know about the waiver part yet. But Austin Barnes went on family medical uh, emergency leave, uh, which brought up catcher Tony Walters from uh, Oklahoma City. To make forty-man room, a uh, forty-man roster room for Walters, um, uh, Ryland Bannon was designated for assignment. So he, he's he's either already been placed on waivers or will be soon, and they'll test that theory if he really did pass. He's going to pass through everyone again, and perhaps they can keep him. Who knows? But in terms of time on the forty-man roster, the, the Ryland Bannon era was a short one this year. But in case you're wondering, um, looking ahead to the uh, upcoming Dodgers season review list um, again. That's everything's not about a championship. You, you should be looking forward to reading every single one of those uh, reports. We are up to 62 different players. Um, last year, I believe there were 72. Uh, so I don't know if the Dodgers are going to get to that. I, I highly doubt they do unless it's, it's waiver central here uh, soon. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of players, and it's, it's sort of fun to look back on the year and sort of chronicle what they did. But... Uh, Perhaps on a slightly more important scale, um, Dustin May is probably uh, going to be back in the majors on Saturday. His uh, final rehab start, what's presumed to be his final rehab start, was Sunday in Oklahoma City. He gave up a home run and a double in the first inning, just one run. Um, then he pitched an immaculate inning in the second, uh, nine pitches, nine strikes, three strikeouts. Um, he didn't give up any other runs in his five innings. He struck out ten. Uh, he only threw 70 pitches. They didn't put him out for the six, but they did have him throw some more in the bullpen to sort of keep getting stretched out. He average, he hit 99 miles an hour on the gun. Uh, AAA games are on StatCast, so you can sort of uh, look at the, the numbers like you could uh, in Major League games, so that's pretty cool. He averaged 98 miles an hour on the four-seamer, 97 on the sinker, so looking pretty good. Um, he... Uh, He's working his way back from Tommy John surgery, I believe, Saturday, if that's the day. Um, he, it'll be 476 days after his last major league game. Saturday makes the most sense because uh, it would slot him into the rotation, A, giving Dustin May five days rest, 
but also giving Julio Urias, who's starting Monday uh, night uh, in Milwaukee, on uh, five days rest over the weekend against the Marlins at Dodger Stadium. Uh, May's agent uh, tweeted out a picture on Saturday with uh, with May with May's picture and August twentieth, uh, which sort of <laughs> puts that date in everyone's mind uh, that you, you you figure he probably. Um, it's not he's not making the decisions, but I would imagine he's at least in the loop of what's going on. So I would say it's a decent bet that Dustin May's going to start Saturday at Dodger Stadium. We'll we'll find out officially, I'm sure, in a few days. But that's exciting. Um, it's 15 and a half months, roughly, since he had Tommy John surgery, and um, now he's going to be all the way back. So that that's always good when someone is is healthy again after such a lengthy rehab. Uh, we're going to figure out uh, what what they have in him because uh, he could obviously be someone who starts a playoff game or has some critical role in a uh, postseason roster, like whether he's the sort of a, you know, two-inning smoke jumper or where he's pitching like three times in a series rather than like two starts or whatever. But uh, if he's pitching anywhere where, like he was um, at the beginning of 2021, uh, the Dodgers are in for a treat and it's just adds another capable arm to the pile and they'll, they can sort out the rest uh, once we get to October, whoever's uh, healthy. So, uh, congrats to Dustin May if he is uh, going to start this week, but that's that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, the Dodgers' schedule is, is weird right now in, in a way. Uh, their next 14 games uh, over the next 15 days are all against the Brewers and Mar- Marlins. Um, they go this week is in Milwaukee and then home against the Marlins, and then next week is home against uh, the Brewers and then in Miami. Um, so the Brewers are in a dogfight with the Cardinals in the National League Central. Uh, that's the race for like the number three seed. Dodgers and Mets are pretty firmly entrenched in number one and number two. Um, those the top two seeds get buys to the division series. So whether the Dodgers have a, um, a five game lead over the Mets in for the number two seed right now, six game lead in the loss column. Uh, you know, it, I don't know if it's worth day to day monitoring at this point, but. Um, uh, they have a com- very comfortable lead in terms of keeping a buy, so that that's the more important thing for now. Um, but uh, in the, but besides the National League Central, um, or in the National League Central, uh, the Brewers lost uh, two or three games in St. Louis over the weekend to the Cardinals. They trail the division by a game and a half. Um, but a bigger battle is for three wild card spots. Um, the Braves are pretty nestled in a spot where they're, they're they seem destined to be the number four seed. Um, they're going to probably have the third best record um, in the National League. They're both comfortably behind the Mets and comfortably ahead of the next best wildcard team, which is currently the Padres. But all those teams are jumbled together. Uh, you have uh, the Padres and then uh, are a half game up on the Phillies, which hold the, the last wildcard spot. And then the Phillies are a game and a half up on the Brewers. Brewers at the moment are on the outside looking in. Um, there's only seven teams with a winning record in the National League fighting for six spots. So one of those teams is going to be left out. The Giants are the only other team that are uh, non-losing. They are 500 after winning on Sunday, but they are six games out of a playoff spot. So not not really in the picture at this point. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're looking at with the Brewers um, currently on the outside looking in. I I don't know if this is it's it could be technically a playoff preview. Like it would take a I think it. It would take a lot for them to play, either them just to keep winning and play in the NLCS, which is possible, or um, the NLDS seems unlikely to me. So the Dodgers 
are are the current number one seed. The one seed plays the four five winner in the division series. Two seed plays three six. They don't reseed. So like if the six seed upset the three seed, that doesn't automatically go to the number one seed. So it it's just like a set bracket. Um, so if the Dodgers currently stay at number one, um, the Brewers would have to get to number four or five. Four seems like a stretch unless they go on a crazy hot streak. But if Milwaukee is playing that well, that's also going to probably be enough to win the division. So it would put them up at the number three spot, which unless the Dodgers drop to number two, uh, likely means they aren't going to face each other, um, at least until the NLCS. But yeah, either way, though, Dodgers and Brewers, they've both been, the Brewers have been a good team like the last several years. Uh, they, they met in the 2018 NLCS. Um, Brewers seem to always have good pitching. Um Urias starts Monday. The Do- uh, he's won his last nine decisions. The Dodgers are undefeated in his last ten starts. Freddie Peralta starts for the Brewers. They face, um, I believe, Woodruff, Brandon Woodruff on Tuesday and Corbin Burns, the reigning Cy Young winner, on Thursday. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun series. We're going to get to know the Brewers quite a bit over the next uh, two weeks. Same with the Marlins, although they're not playoff bound. So, uh, maybe that's just more for entertainment purposes, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's Brewers and Marlins time for the next two weeks. Uh, enjoy it, sit back, watch some baseball, listen to some podcasts like this one. Leading off with True Blue LA. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, glad to be back, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>